Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. To help prepare all of you listeners for the NCAA Round of 16 and home stretch of the 2021 college tennis season, what we're attempting to do here at Crack Rackets is speak with each of the remaining 32 head coaches of the NCAA Division I event. That means 16 men's coaches, 16 women's coaches, all over the next few days on this Cracked Interviews podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get to another one of our conversations with the many outstanding head coaches still alive in the 2021 NCAA Tennis Tournament. Hey, Cracked fans. As winter slowly turns into spring and all of us look forward to getting back on the outdoor tennis courts, we here at Cracked Rackets want to ensure that you listeners have everything you need to make sure your return to outdoor tennis is a successful one. That's where our friends at Gamma Sports come in. Now, if you need new strings, new grips, new court equipment, ball hoppers, machine tools, and accessories, whatever it may be, our friends at Gamma have it all for you. They've also, of course, got dampeners, over grips, replacement grips, they've got it all. And if you go to their website, gammasports.com slash tennis right now, you use our promo code CRACK20, you'll get 20% off your order. Now, I know Gamma has a new string pattern in the queue called the React Pro, which all of you Gamma string users will enjoy. And even if you're not using Gamma strings, maybe now's the time to start, but they've also got polyesters, everything you could be looking for from a tennis equipment standpoint, all in one location. Just go to gammasports.com slash tennis right now. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Again, gammasports.com slash tennis. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Joining us on the podcast now, head coach of the UCS women's tennis team, and I guess technically our host here for the round of 16 and the rest of this NCAA tournament, it's coach Brian Baby Buckinyako. Coach, welcome to the show. How are you <laughs> wow, doing today? Pulled out that name from the, uh, from the past, blast from the past right there. Yeah, I, I, I try to do my research. I wasn't going to ask about what was shaved into the side of your head. I'm not going to ask about wow. Taco Bell. I'll leave wow. all of that aside, but we'll save that yep. for the deep dive, right? I got to find out who you, who told you these stories, but <laughs> they're, they're going to get a phone call. That's for sure. <laughs> the list is there. Don't worry. We're not going to share any of them here, but obviously it's yep. great to have you. And I know for you guys, big wins over Charleston Southern and Miami to advance to the round of 16. How are you feeling after last weekend? I mean, just super excited to be here. You know, it's just that uh, it's just that added pressure, you know, to want to play so badly in front of a home crowd in the round of 16. And uh, though we played a good match against Charleston Southern and then, you know, Miami, we've already played once in the season and we know how difficult they, they are and how physical that team is. And, um, you know, to have them again, uh, you know, they had a, maybe a little bit of different lineup than the first time we played them and, you know, so we knew that it was going to take everything for us to get to get to this stage. And we came up a little bit short in 2019, losing to Pepperdine to come back home. So, you know, some of those players who are on that team wanted to, you know, to play really badly 
back here at home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm glad you said that at the top because I wanted to ask, 2019, the last NCAA tournament we had, you guys made, I believe, was that the first round of 16 in program history? I know it was a round of 16, certainly. And then, you know, you guys do come up a match short. Given the round of 16 is in Orlando, given you guys have the opportunity to play host, does it mean that much more, not just to make it back to that round, but to do it at home? Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, it's just, you don't want to be the team, uh, you know, sitting out and watching the show when everyone's in your facility. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just that extra motivation and the players feel that. And as a coach, you, it's an interesting dynamic because you don't want to harp on that, you know, because you already know the players feel it and they want it. So you don't have to motivate that much. It's just more of keeping the balance of keeping them calm. And as long as you just, you know, do what you're supposed to do, we'll get back to this position and it's not going to be easy, but, uh, you know, obviously in 2019, it was, you know, we had that first super regional. So we were, uh, you know, unfortunate to, to reach that, obviously, to play a good Pepperdine, Pepperdine team at, at their place. But uh, I know that they're just excited to be here and get some home home fans watching. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And for you in particular, and I know you're a competitive guy, you were 19 and four coming into the match. Certainly you're going to be confident no matter what, but you look at the numbers, you know, you're 14 and four at number two doubles, 13 and three at number three doubles. The doubles point is something the Knights are used to getting. You didn't get it against Miami. And so what does that huddle look like afterwards? How was your team able to bounce back? <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was, I think it was a lot of, a lot of faces that were pissed off you know i think we were we were counting on that point um you know we played them indoors when we played them uh and we won the doubles point the first time the coach more willing to play damn tennis and that's why they took it to us and i think um you know it was just nice to see our team respond i mean i think they were just pissed they were pissed with the way they played Um, you know, they competed hard, but it's not enough at this level. You have to play well, you know, and uh, they didn't play well in doubles. And then to come out and get, you know, six first sets was just kind of a testament to how badly they they wanted that match. And, um, you know, they, they deserved it. Mm-hmm. And even though she didn't win, I want to start with number one singles and Valerie uh, because she takes a 6-4 set over, you know, Stella. And Stella is the defending NCAA champion, number one in the country. We all know what she's capable of, even though that match doesn't finish, as you mentioned, to get all six first sets on the board, that one in particular. Uh, what does that do for your team? Yeah, I mean, 100%. Like, that's the, you know, that's one of the ones where, you know, if she's getting that first set against Estella, you know, everybody else is probably thinking then, then we need to be doing our job too, you know, a hundred percent. You're right about that. And, and uh, you know, but Valeria's there. I mean, she's at that level, you know, I mean, she's, she's as good as anyone on any given day. And, you know, she's made such a tremendous mental turnaround um, even since when she lost to, uh, you know, Leahy and Pepperdine back in 2019 over there, just completely, uh, mentally different person, the way she approaches um, what she does and the way she competes and her, her demeanor. She's just, it's, it's made all the difference in the world. She's always had the level to be um, at this, you know, top 10, top 20 college level, but now she's finally um, acting like it and believing like it. So we're excited for her. 
Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, you know, you look at your team, and I know you come from the Ty Tucker School of College Coaching, and so match calculus, you're counting your way to four. What's the, you know, I doubles plus what three? I'm sure that's something you guys have fun doing. And I look at the stats, and all of your singles players have won at least two-thirds of your matches. There's a lot of pathway to four, uh, pathways to four for you all. I'm curious, I, I mentioned that 20-4 and four record. To be the conference that all of the Power Fives get to schedule this year because of all of the rules and the traveling and whatever, what sort of benefit did that provide your team this year? Just get to see a little bit of everyone. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of our conference a little bit. You know, the fact that uh, we don't have a mandatory conference schedule and it allows me to, you know, give the, uh, you know, try to give the best schedule possible to our team, you know, to have, you know, great teams come home, but also for us to, travel on the road and put ourselves in difficult situations to be prepared for these moments, you know? So um, it's obviously great. I mean, to, you know, to get to play some uh, big 12 schools and a bunch of SEC and ACC. I mean, it's, it's great. You know, we get a kind of get to feel the strength of every conference really. Um, so I enjoy it. I know the team, the team loves it, but it's nice to, to have that, you know? Mm-hmm. And you look at the American Athletic Conference, and something I've noticed amongst the coaches we've talked to, a lot of conference uh, conference solidarity this year. I feel like it was a good year, both the men and the women, for the American Athletic Conference. You know, I feel like you guys. Yeah, do you feel like you guys showed your stuff this season? I do. You know, the the men the men's conference was uh, was was uh, very good. I mean, I think I, I can't. I don't know the numbers exactly, but. I mean, I want to say like seven teams in the top 35 or top 40. I mean, it's, it's as good as any conference that you'll see, you know. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we had to – we battled Tulsa, you know. Um, obviously a little bit of bad luck that Tulsa and SMU didn't make the, the, the cut in the tournament because they were very good and maybe got a little bit unfortunate with maybe not scheduling what they wanted to schedule. But with that being said, I mean, they're as good as any top 30 team that we've played. Um, this season, you know, um, but that just is how it is with this year. And, you know, some teams got a little bit more fortunate than others, but, uh, you know, I th- hopefully at this stage, I think the ones who probably deserve to be there are, are, are here, you know? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, you know, yeah, I think at one point the American athletic conference had more, I don't know why I say the full thing the entire time, the AAC, whatever it may be, <laughs> yeah. uh, had more ranked men's team than the big 10 did, which is not something you see very often. And it's indicative of a lot of things, but it's a notable yes. fact. Um, sure. but, but, you know, again, looking at your team, you've only got one senior on your roster. And that's yep. obviously Rebecca Stolmar, who uh, has put together a great season, 13-6 and six in the top three in singles. Uh, I'm sure it's a little bit weird when there's only one senior, but her presence, that senior leadership, you know, what has her performance, her role been this season? Yeah, you know, Rebecca Stolmar was our first recruit, you know, so it's kind of, uh, you know, you want to end it right for her. It's going to be a sad day for sure because she's, you know, the one that believed in our program when we were ranked 125 in the country, you know, I mean, we didn't sell her here with much to sell, you know, and so she believed in it from day one. And, um, you know, she obviously helped guide the Knights to where they are uh, today. So it's uh, going to be a special day. And, and but she gets to play in the individual, which which is awesome, you know, to end her career and try to get a chance to be an All-American. And, um, you know, but she's just been incredible. And it's been interesting this year. You know, we've like you said you earlier, you know, sometimes you count the points to four. But, you know, this year we ov- we honestly have eight players who can play at any given point. And it's been probably my toughest year coaching with deciding about who to play. You know, it's literally, 
you change your mind after every practice, honestly, it's crazy. And, um, you know, we've had the uh, ability to kind of bounce around and play different lineups and, you know, pull some, some people, but, you know, I think all eight girls there, we have the confidence that they can get points on the board and it's not really like, Oh, we have to win at, you know, two, five and six, you know, I feel like we're pretty deep as a team and, you know, we have the ability to get some matchups maybe that we'd like or whatever, but, um, you know, it's been definitely more unique than any other year that I've coached. Mm-hmm. And you look for your team, uh, I believe it's 30-7 and seven now over the last two seasons, and it's the same, you know, nucleus across the board. And for those at home, you don't get to see it, but there's a little grin on his face as I say that number, a deserved grin. Uh, it's worth mentioning. But, you know, again, only one senior on the roster. To go back-to-back round of 16s this soon with this group what does it say about them? And, you know, I we're focused on 2021, I'm sure, but moving forward, what does it say about the state of your program? Yeah, I think, uh, obviously the players have laid an unbelievable foundation and, and they've, um, I think they're just excited to try to get this program to new heights every year. You know, they try to, they've been one-upping themselves every year and obviously that's going to get tougher as we keep going on. But, you know, um, it just, you know, we've, we've been able to, um, you know, have great players who want to, you know, want to come to UCF for the right reasons. And, um, you know, obviously Orlando's a pretty cool place to go to school. And when they come here on their visits, they, I think they notice that and they see that. And, um, you know, we've been able to develop them a little bit and keep them here, you know, and that's the, that's the key obviously, but you know, the future is obviously exciting. You know, you only have one, one or one player leaving and, uh, you know, it's, you can definitely keep building on that. So we're, we're excited, but we understand that, you know, all the line is fine too, you know, obviously to get to this point, a lot of things have to go well, you know, maybe we don't beat Florida state on the road, you know, two weeks before our conference tournament, you know, we might not get a host and then who knows where you get sent to. And then all of a sudden you're the nine seed, you know, so it just, the line is so fine. That's why it's so cool in college tennis, you know, it's just, you know, one or two matches in the middle of the season that you don't think matter. And it ends up mattering a lot for, for this part of the year. So, um, but you know, we just go day by day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And speaking of which, the next day, next matchup on your schedule are the Duke Blue Devils. And obviously, last time in 2019, they made the semifinals in Orlando. You, I'm sure, got the chance to watch them up close. Very similar cast of characters for them now. Uh, you know, that being said, you guys are the seeded team. And favorites, not favorites, it doesn't matter. This is a match you undoubtedly enter believing you can win. What's it going to take for you guys to get over the hump? Yeah, that's that's another, you know, that's another one. Obviously, we're the seeded one, but I mean, Duke's probably what six to eight tennis points away from being <laughs> the six seed in this tournament, right? I mean, they beat North Carolina State and they close it out against Georgia Tech. I mean, they're probably sitting at seven in the country instead of I don't know what they are, but you know, so that's just a, another thing of how you know find the line is so you know obviously they're they're not seated but uh, everyone in the tournament knows how dangerous they are and you know jamie's been in this position and and has grown a tremendous program and they're going to come in there they've been in these positions before and um you know they're obviously you know got you know great doubles and and a great one through four crew um you know five and six are are young players and you know i'm sure they're getting better match by match and that's sometimes how it is with freshmen you know but um, you know, they're all big time players and you never know when they're going to show up, but obviously they're talented and we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to fight and it's going to be the same thing about with, with Miami, we're going to have to find a way to, to get it done. 
No, absolutely. And, you know, again, you guys are the host, so certainly you are in familiar territory, I believe. Are you guys the 7 o'clock? You've got to be prime time, right? We are. We are the 7 o'clock. I kind of was hoping it'd be 1 o'clock, but it's all right. <laughs> I was talking with uh, Florida State earlier, and, yeah, uh, Coach was saying this, and Coach Hyde was saying, yeah, she's like 1 p.m. for the Seminoles. That's exactly when we want to be yeah, in this yeah, Florida heat. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. And so certainly that will be fun. And again, we're looking forward to it. I have to ask some fun ones because in my quest to learn what young Ty Tucker was like, I know there are a few people perhaps better ask than a former standout Ohio State Buckeye like Mm -hmm. yourself. Perhaps even you were feeling the pain that those Buckeyes had to go through knowing that Ty wasn't a host. Like, can you imagine what that week is like in Columbus? You know, it's it's the... I, it's it would I can imagine you know I can you know, I, I've seen uh, you know I saw their feeling when they beat uh, Michigan at home and I know the you know that relief and and the the happiness that team you know felt in that locker room that day so it's it's awesome as a as a former alumni and I follow it and I still watch live scoring and I throw on the video all the time but uh, yeah you know it's just it's difficult you know and they obviously the players. Um, you know, you didn't get the schedule that they wanted to play, but they've obviously found a way. And I'm sure after that Big Ten tournament, they got better in that week and they found a way to, to, to get to this position. And, and uh, you know, I mean, Ty's always got some tricks up his sleeve, so you never know what happens in the next match. But, uh, yeah, it, it's not it's not easy. I'm sure they, they, they feel it, but, you know, I think it's it's a good thing. You know, they obviously always find a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yourself, Steve, Rolla, or Torp? Who are you taking in the dual match at one? Me, Monarchy, Rolla, and Torp. Oof. Maybe I'm missing someone. Or maybe you want Buchanan. Maybe you want Kronagi. I don't know. What, what's your I move? Mean, God, that's a good one. I mean, I would probably – it depends where you're going, indoors or outdoors. You know, I mean, if you go if you go indoors, I have to throw myself in the mix there for sure. You know, if, if, you, go, if you go outdoors, I'm probably last on that list. You know, but, but indoors, I'll take any of those four guys. But uh, – you know, outdoors, I just, uh, I like, I like to hold the baseline. I like to take, I like to take two people. My, my second serve stayed low, so you couldn't really attack it indoors, but you know, uh, those guys are, are on a solid list too. The, the better question is who does Ty take? It's probably not you. I hate to say it. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. He probably thinks I was too nice, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I mean, you, you can't ever count out Crow. I mean, that guy's as most competitive as anyone that I've met, you know, mm-hmm. so you got to keep that guy on the list. And then Roll is probably just probably the best, the best one. I, JJ Wolf. We didn't even mention yeah, JJ that's too. True. That's so. another good one. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, the answer is not Ross Wilson. That's the, that's the obvious answer. But at, but at, I mean, at six, the Ross Wilson, <laughs> at six, Ross Wilson all day. Uh, no, absolutely. Well, again, Coach, I'll have to get you down here uh, for a podcast for another time, but appreciate you taking the time to chat. Appreciate you playing host to all of us in Orlando. Look forward to watching you all compete. Uh, and again, look forward to seeing you all soon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for all you do for our sport. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Stay safe, Coach. All righty. Thank you. Yep. Bye.